Hello and welcome back to another bonus episode of Internal Rambles. This is your girl Rochelle and this is going to be a reality recap. I decided that I am going to recap two shows in this episode because I have been trying to get my Married at First Sight recaps uploaded on Fridays. Married at First Sight happens on or airs on Wednesdays so I'm a day late and I decided that I would try to not only recap Married at First Sight but I will also do a recap of the last several episodes of Ready to Love. I initially did my first impression post about the first episode of Ready to Love and so I'm just going to sum up what's been occurring on this season of that show too. So just a bit of a reality recap on two shows. I did want to clarify something that I mentioned in my last episode that was released on this Thursday, which was the 17th of February 2022. I mentioned that my next episode was going to be my check-in episode of what's happening in my life, where I am with my goals, and I wanted to clarify that that meant my next normal episode that releases on every Thursday at 8 a.m. These, when I review reality shows, these are my bonus episodes. So it's obviously the check-in is not my true next episode. I meant my normal weekly episode. So this is just my bonus episode and we are reviewing Married at First Sight. This is the recap of episode seven this is my decision day and this was this was a juicy episode (laughs) a lot happened so just like last week i am just gonna go through the couples and talk about where they are so the honeymoons are over and they move into their apartment so what they have been doing the last few seasons of married at first sight they're not moving into one of their own apartments they move into a neutral apartment they all live in the same complex with each other and so let's talk about mark and Lindsay. So in this episode, Lindsay is pretty frustrated with Mark. She feels like he's being different. She mentions that there are two sides of Mark. There's Mock the Shock that's very outgoing and energetic. And then there's one that's just a bit more distant, that's been getting short with her, etc. Mark's got a lot of stressors in his life. He had to abruptly move out of his apartment. He's having issues with a good friend of his that he kind of views as his mother figure. And there's a point where she tells him, you know, I really just need a moment. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. I don't know who you are, etc, etc. So a really good thing in this episode is that they all meet with Pastor Cal and just kind of talk about where they are, talk about 
what's happening good in their relationship in their marriage and talk about any sort of trouble that they're having any disagreements and work through try to work through some of that so pastor Cal meets with Mark and Lindsay and she's very open and honest she's like listen I don't like talking to him I don't know who he is he isn't really being affectionate with me he actually will kind of push me away when he when I try to hold his hand he won't let he won't really let me hold his hand I don't know what's going on it's very different from the initial few days of our marriage and so Pastor Cal really encourages Mark to be open and honest with him and you know he says you know Mark are you afraid to be honest and direct and really express how you feel to Lindsay and Mark's he admits that he is afraid to share how he feels that her personality at times is too much for him that he tried to be honest with her and say listen I want to slow this down and that kind of blew up in his face and so basically they both kind of agreed that they would try to be open and honest with each other and that Lindsay will try not to always be on 20,000 <laughs> with him and that they will both try to work on going at a pace that's comfortable with the, for the both of them and Mark mentioned that she it's overwhelming for him that she always wants to solve his problems solve his problems that he wants to be able to solve his own problems and should he need her he will lean on her but he can't have her just engulfing him and his personality all the time so they really just have to find a happy medium I think with both of their personalities with the way that they live their lives with the way that they problem solve I think that they could get there but it's going to take work it's going to take communication and so again I don't know what's going to happen with Mark and Lindsay but it's definitely going to take some work on both of their parts Next up, we have Steve and Noi, who I have mentioned several times that they are one of my favorite couples. And things things still seem to be going well for them. <laughs> Steve has some reservations about Noi's dog, who seems to be pretty, uh, pretty um, t attached to the hip at Noi's. Uh, with Noi, even sleeps in the bed with Noi and Steve's like don't you think that the dog will be comfortable even if we like put the bed put a bed for the dog next to our bed like does the dog really have to sleep in the bed with us and Noi's like yeah no the dog has to sleep with us <laughs> so I don't know how long term that's gonna work for them but when they meet with Pastor Cal uh, the fact that Steve doesn't have steady employment that he's pretty much a freelancer comes up and Pastor Cal really encourages Noi to discuss why that is a concern for her and she gets really emotional and she just shares you know listen I grew up really really 
poor. We lived in refugee camps. I don't want to struggle. I don't want my children to struggle. Not having stable employment. My husband not having stable employment. That is just very upsetting for me. It's it very uneasy for me. I need to know that I can have a true foundation for my children. And Steve was listening, but he, you know, he mentioned in his one-on-one, I don't know what they call those things, confessionals, I don't know, that he doesn't know if he wants to give up the freedom of being an independent contractor or freelancer and to give up his dreams. And, you know, it's like, dude, when you have a family and you get married, I'm not saying you have to give up your dreams, but you also have to understand that it's not just about you anymore. So you have to be able to find that common ground, find that balance of, I wanna have my goals and my dreams, but I also have to make sure that I'm maintaining that foundation and that stability for my family. So Steve, get it together is what I'm trying to say. Next up, Jasmina and Michael. Okay. Um, so Jasmina and Michael were my other two favorite, uh, my second favorite couple. And Michael needs an intervention. <laughs> Jasmina has expressed that she is concerned about the way he handles conflict, the way that he communicates. He can communicate really aggressively that when they have disagreements on off camera that he can be just very confrontational so the other concern is he they were talking just about like living situations in the past and she clearly asks him have you ever lived with a woman before and he said no Come to find out when they went to his apartment to pick up his stuff so that they could move into the joint apartment at the complex, he not only currently was living with a woman, he has two female roommates that he never said anything about. So he has lived with a woman. He currently was living with two female roommates. No, it wasn't a significant other, but that's not the point she clearly asked have you ever lived with a woman it didn't she, it she didn't clear like it identify have you lived with a girlfriend it was no a woman <laughs> so why he felt compelled to omit that very important information he's like i wasn't trying to hide that lying by omission is still lying so I don't know. Michael B is concerning, I will say. I'm not sure if he's trying to come off as super perfect and and not be as honest to, so that things work out or I, I don't really understand what's going on with Michael. When they meet with Pastor Cal, he denies that he talks aggressively and you can clear, you can clearly see just how upset Jasmina is getting and Pastor Cal basically tells them that they need to work on their communication and he gives them some tools. Michael needs to get it together. I'm not saying everything is his fault, but I would say that he has some stuff that he definitely needs to work on. 
and it's pushing Jasmina away. But Pastor Kel also says that, you know, after there's a disagreement and the argument or whatever is over, that she has to be willing to forgive and move on as well. So I don't know. There is a little bit of trouble in paradise for them. Hopefully they can move past it. Katina and Olajuwon, not a lot that I really remember with them. Just Pastor Cal really points out that when they were interviewing him and vetting him for this process, he never mentioned anything about wanting that traditional wife in the kitchen and cooking and 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 he's like, you know, where does where is this coming from? And he he admitted that that was something that he never said, but that is something that he wants and and then but he stated that he would that he's willing to cook too. So hopefully he can stop with the 1940s, you know, my wife has to cook all the meals, BS. (laughs) But other than that, I don't really remember too much about Katina and Lajuan. They seem to just kind of be pressing on and moving on. So we'll see what happens with them. Oh, yeah. Alyssa and Chris. So... The big thing with them is that Chris moves into the apartment by himself and prior to Chris moving in, Alyssa has lunch or dinner, breakfast, whatever with her mom and she's her mom is like, what's happening? What's going on? And she's like, you know, he really wasn't what I wanted, but physically but I was willing to work on it and then I was hearing all of these things from his family and friends negative things and I've been I was seeing things that he posted on social media that I just don't agree with it goes against my values and my morals and her mother was like well did you talk to him about it like these things and she was like no but you know when I saw the stuff on social media I just really couldn't deal with it and he's just so disrespectful and da, 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 da. one of the things that she said she saw was that he posted something about defunding the police so they flash forward to Chris talking to one of his best friends and he mentions like I know I post things on my on social media or whatever but she never will stop and have a conversation with me and by the way you're one of my best friends and you're a police officer so they constantly what I love and I'm just sorry a lot of the things that she says they will show how it's not true if she would have just had a conversation with him allowed herself to get to know him she would have maybe saw that he could have been a good match for her she made a lot of assumptions she did not try etc etc so when they meet with pastor cal Chris said, you know, she comes in and she's like, you know, I really, I took some time away and I I really want to give this a try. And I'm going to be honest. I think that she realized that if she doesn't say that, she won't have time in the apartment with the other couples in front of the camera. Even though she says she's not there for the show, she has mentioned that she wants to be a part of the experience. So she knew if she didn't say that, 
Chris wasn't having it because that's what he's been saying is, I want you to try. I want, but she would never say it. She would never say it. So at the end of the show, Chris says, you know what? This is my decision day. I want a divorce. And I was like, you go boy, stand up for yourself. (laughs) You begged her to get to know you, to spend time with you. She had basically a week. And she, and she wouldn't do it. You know, she would not do it. She, I mean, it, the producers even had to intervene and make her spend time with, with you. And she's, and he was like, you know, I want someone that really wants to be with me and really wants to put in that work. And he was like, you weren't invested in the process. And so I, I owe it to myself to really, give my time to someone that wants to be with me and he says you know I don't want to chase someone who doesn't want to be chased and he you know he basically just stands up for himself and I'm glad that he didn't draw it out it just probably would have been just more and more painful for him and she was like I I put so much time to be here and he was just so disrespectful no he was honest and he didn't put up with your BS. And he called you out with all of the BS that you tried to spew. And you didn't give him a chance from day one. He knew it. We've seen it. And yeah, no, I'm glad that he he didn't drag it on anymore. You know, if he's open to the process again, I hope. And they will, I hope they will allow, because he got a, he got a bad short. I've never seen it. I mean, I know that things don't work out for people, but whoa, he got a short, short end of the stick. So they're, I'm assuming out of the show, I don't think we'll see them anymore because they, you know, he said he wanted a divorce. So, oh boy. So no more Alyssa and Chris. Next episode, they will all have like a little get together with their families. They haven't seen their families since the wedding. So it looks like that Lindsay and Mock the Shock get into it about something. And looks like there's trouble in paradise for Noi and Steve. Something about... Noi posts on social media that the relationship's not working. I don't know. Why are my favorite couples having problems? <laughs> so that is this episode of Married at First Sight. So transitioning over to Ready to Love. So right now there have been four episodes of Ready to love and if I am being accurate they have had six new additions to the cast three women and three men I believe that have come on and have gone on blind dates with the other cast members but this is the the end after this last episode that just aired on the 18th of February, Tommy said that there's not going to be any more blind dates, so there's not going to be any more additional cast members. I will say this. I did not like the last season. Was that season four? 
of Ready to Love. I am liking this season much more. It does really seem like these people really want to be in relationships. They really want to be in long-term relationships. I'm not sure if maybe it's because some of these daters are a little bit older. They're in their late 30s, early 40s. I don't know if age plays anything to, into it. But I... I'm enjoying the season so I want to just mention so spoiler spoiler alert who has gone home thus far so Tiffany has gone home and I think that the men just found it really hard to get to know her her and Paul rubbed each other the wrong way because I, I'm not a fan of Paul Paul is too intense for me, PO, pro officer, post office. <laughs> uh, she doesn't like to be interrogated. She doesn't like to be asked a lot of questions. She just likes for general conversation to flow. But I think that in this process, you know, sometimes you have to ask a lot of questions. I don't know. She wasn't connecting with the other men, basically. And, and even when she was being told that the men weren't connecting to her, her and, and oh my God, I really was about to say P.O. <laughs> her and Paul got into it. So basically, uh, her and, and the men weren't connecting. Ironically, the next episode, Paul was in the, well, it's not really ironic. I totally understand why Paul is in, was in the bottom. Um, he's a bit of a jerk to me, the, but the women felt that he was guarded and the feedback that he was given was that they need that he needed to open up. But ultimately, Cornelius was sent home. The women thought of him more as a friend than a love interest. So, And then the most recent episode, the... They all had a beach party, which was kind of interesting, and they did not announce what woman was going home, so that was annoying. I'm just like, come on, now I'm, I'm, I want to know who's going home. I think, uh, so the bottom two women was AP and Precious, so I think with AP... The men were concerned that with her being a widow, that she may not be fully healed from losing her husband. But I think that, you know, she mentioned that she lost her husband five years ago and she did the work to heal from that loss. So only she knows what her healing process is and they should really respect that. And with Precious, I think that she was really at the pool party she was very overbearing her personality um she was a really flirtatious and some of them were taken aback by that so i don't know what's going to happen with them i'm thinking maybe ap is going home but not sure so like i said sabrina and Tori are my favorite along with Clifton and Joy. So that is my reality recap for this week with Married at First Sight and Ready to Love. And if you have a moment, listen to some of my previous content. 
on wherever you may listen to podcasts, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, etc. And until next episode, this is your girl, Rochelle. Take care of yourself and talk to you soon.